Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for you big book study. My name is Santa H., and I am a grateful recovery compulsive overeater for today. Today is Monday, April 4th, 2016. Today we are reading from the big book, and we are on page 50, the second paragraph, beginning with In Our Personal Stories. Today's readers are The 12 Steps, Naomi B., The 12 Traditions, Anita J., and reading the literature today are Helena R., Larry K., and Irini M. The share ID for Sunday, April 3rd, our special edition meeting by Nessa R., who was the speaker, entitled From Below to Above, is 8624. 8624. OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither through neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose. OA Fifth Tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book Study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Naomi B. to please read the 12 steps. Thank you. Thank you, Santa. Thank you for your service. Good morning, my fellow visionaries. This is Naomi B., a grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater outside Philadelphia. The 12 steps. We admitted we were powerless over food. Their lives have become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, were entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we have harmed, and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people whenever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry it out. Twelve, Having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice all these principles in all our affairs. Thank you for allowing me to do service, and I pair. Thank you, Naomi B. I will now ask 
Anita J. to read the 12 traditions, please. Thank you very much, um, Santa. This is Anita J., uh, a recovered, recovered um, compulsive overeater out west of Boston. The 12 traditions. Our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority. A loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous, except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought never to be fully self-supporting. No, they should be, excuse me, ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, Our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. And 12, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you for the opportunity to do service, and I pass. And thank you, Anita J. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature and stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year, and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book means to us. To share, press star 1 to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star 1 to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. Today we resume our study of the big book on page 50, paragraph number 2, beginning with 
In our personal stories, you will find. I will now ask Helena R. to begin reading. Good morning. This is Helena R. in southern New Jersey. Page 50, second paragraph. In our personal stories, you will find a wide variation in the way each teller approaches and conceives of the power which is greater than himself. Whether we agree with a particular approach or conception seems to make little difference. Experience has taught us that these are matters about which, for our purpose, we need not be worried. They are questions for each individual to settle for himself. I'd like to share just a little bit on this paragraph. Um, I find it wonderful that I was asked to read this because I happen to just really love the personal stories in the back of the book. And I especially love the ones from the original um, AA book. And those of you who talk to me on the phone here and there know that I really depend on some of those stories to illustrate how life goes on after we come into program. Sometimes I have a hard time focusing on what goes on beforehand because it's about an alcoholic and I am a compulsive overeater, not an alcoholic. But once that person has found, describes finding a power greater than themselves, that's when I really perk up and pay attention. And it's absolutely right that it's whether or not I agree with a particular approach or conception seems to make little difference. All that matters is that that person has found something that they can consider a power greater than themselves. I was very judgmental when I first came in, and I still have difficulty with the intolerance that was talked about in the previous paragraph, which we read on Friday. You know, we talked of intolerance while we were intolerant ourselves. And I didn't come in as an atheist. I came in as a very religious Christian and I was very intolerant, and it did really impede my recovery. So for me, I really do believe that it is true that these are questions for each individual to settle for himself, and I myself encourage those I sponsor to not talk in much detail at all in meetings about their concept of a higher power, because it could be a stumbling block for someone else. We do talk about it in great detail when we speak one-on-one. And that's all I have to say. Pass. And thank you, Helena. And who would like to comment for approximately three minutes on what was read? Can I be heard? Yes. Okay. My name is Jane. S. from Philadelphia. Jane S. Good morning, Jane. Good Anyone morning. else? Vasa O. Vasa O. Irini. Eugenie. Paula D. Paula D. Okay. Well, we'll get started with this group. Good morning, Jane S. Good morning. Uh, This is my first time on this meeting, so I'm a little awkward about how to proceed. But I think I understand correctly that once I speak 
um, I then push star one to mute and let someone else get a turn. I'm going to assume that that's the correct way to go. Um, I'm in a fellowship of OA in Philadelphia, and um, it's been a, a lifesaver. Uh, I had been abstinent for actually a couple of years, and through the circumstances in my life, um, for lack of a better expression, all hell is broken loose. Um, and I've lost my abstinence, and I'm struggling. Uh, and I, so h- hence I'm here. I, I, I only attend two, two meetings a week in Philadelphia right now. Uh, and, in, and in between communities in Connecticut because of an estate situation with the passing of my mother. Those are my circumstances. Um, in terms of my higher power, uh, I see my higher power in my life. Um, uh, I take, I derive a huge amount of comfort from that. Uh, and uh, especially now when I feel truly powerless, I think the only place for me to go is is, is, is to put myself in my higher power's hands. This is not always easy for me. Um, In the past, I've described myself as um, intensely spiritual every so often. Um, It's a bit of a Hail Mary pass sometimes. I I have trouble maintaining uh, constant contact. Uh, But it's where I need to be right now. It's, in fact, the only solace I think I'm going to have. uh, and uh, I just wanted to raise my hand and introduce myself. I hope I'm doing this correctly. Um, if anybody can give me tips later on once the meeting is over, I would greatly appreciate it. Thank you. And thank you, Jane S., and welcome to our meeting. And I would encourage you to stay on to the end of the meeting. Uh, we'll have a newcomer greeter who will love to take your contact information from you at that time. And you'll be, be getting plenty of outreach calls with love and support to you and help support you. But thank you. And next we'll have Vasa O. Good morning, Vasa. Good morning. Was that Santa that's leading the meeting? Santa? Santa, I'm sorry. I came just a little bit late, so I couldn't get your name. Thank you, Santa, for, uh, for your service. And I am... Uh, um, grateful recovering compulsive overeater calling from Florida. I just love this paragraph. Uh, personal stories you will find a wide variation in ways each teller approaches and convinces of the power which is greater than himself or myself. And for me, I could not wait to go into the back of this book and read all the individual stories of the alcoholics and how they were being able to recover through the 12 steps. It was just amazing. Of course, I had a difficult time because I remember saying, well, I'm not an alcoholic, you know. And I remember my sponsor would say, well, just cross cross alcohol and put put the food there, you know. And I could relate with the addiction. I could relate with the obsession uh, that I had, and I could relate with the allergy that the alcoholic had, and I could relate with the, going through the withdrawals um, and all of it. And I love going to a regular meetings face-to-face, uh, even listening here in the Vision for You special editions. 
I love to hear other people's stories. And uh, uh, whether we, uh, we agree with a particular approach or conception seems to make little difference to me. I have my own higher power, which I call God, and I hear other people are recovering in a different way, you know. It's none of my business, you know, what they believe, you know, or what, they, what their conception of their higher power is. I just need to know myself, you know, and I needed to identify for myself about my, my disease. Nobody had to convict me, or, you know, that I was a compulsive overeater. You know, I wanted to diagnose myself. I'm just so grateful that God led me into the 12 steps um, into the in, into this big book, and um, it showed me the solution to my problem. What a gift that I've been given, and I hear this gift. Uh, everybody, a lot of people that are on this vision, and gives us hope, you know, even if we're not there yet, you know. And, you know, we come to believe like I did. Um, so I just, this is a beautiful paragraph. And my experience has taught me that there are uh, um, experiences taught us that there, this matters about which for our purpose we need to be, to be worried. They are questions for each individual to settle for himself, and that's for myself. So thank you for letting me share, and I pass. And thank you, Vasa O. And good morning, Arena Arini M. Good morning, Santa. Can you hear me okay? I sure can. Okay, thank you. I appreciate that. Thank you for your service. Good morning, my spiritual brothers and sisters. My name is Irini M, and I'm a very grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater. Thank you, God. So every recovered person has gained access to a power greater than ourselves. This is the miracle. This is the whole purpose. This is our purpose. And we've been united. We have been restored to sanity. God has done for us what we could not do for ourselves. And it's through these stories that are witnesses and testimonies. And I'm so compelled to share with all of you how God talks to me in visuals. And he gave me a vision. We all start in step one, in isolation. The number one, a single digit one, means isolation, a disconnection, never feeling to belong to a part of something separated, divorced, severed, alone. And then as you go through the steps, oh, my God, step 11, what do you see there? Two digits, two single digits unite together, a vision of two becoming one, becoming a part of something, bringing together and being connected. So my problem was being disconnected, and I got connected with God. I got connected to myself. I became connected to others. My problem was being disconnected. And once I plugged in, going through these steps, not being cured, but healed, but healed, 
And it's so beautiful. Thank you. I pass. And thank you, Ardini M. And good morning, Paula D. And good morning, Sancha. And thank you for your service. Oh, it's so wonderful to start with gratitude. This is Paula D. Currently in Florida and truly a fellow traveler and recovered. You know, it begins with our personal. Oh, this is very personal. It is very personal. It's yours. You are the person that involves here. You will find, isn't this wonderful? Here's when they says the roads are broad. They're not narrow. They're not narrow. They're broad. A wide variation in the way each teller approaches. That's it. Each teller. You tell your story. I tell mine. My story is my own. You know, I love the back of the book and the spiritual experience, and that's what it says over and over again. Some come slowly. Some come quickly. Honey, it doesn't matter. You're there, and you're there to share. We know that. To be helpful is our only aim. Isn't that on the bottom of page 89? You scoot on down, that's what you'll find. But more here, more here. Conceives of a power greater than himself. Finally, I couldn't do it on myself. Self couldn't do it for me. It had to be something greater. And once ego was in place, and only then, only then, it was in the lower place, not the higher place finally in the right place. And then it seems to tells us here, experience has taught us that these are matters about which for our purpose, what's your purpose? Because in the traditions what our purpose is, to be here for the other, to be here for the other. We need not be worried. Oh, no, my goodness. Then how could we live that life of happy, joyous, and free? They are questions for each individual to settle for himself. You will find what you seek. I did. But on each personal story, we tell you how. Not just the stories in the back of the book are wonderful. The stories in the halls are wonderful. The stories on the phone lines are wonderful. There are stories there. But it's more than a story. It's a person. It's a person with a name that has been transformed. They have found what they have been seeking. And they tell you the way they have. It may not be the same way nor does it need to be. See, we always look for differences. How about this? Let's look for the sameness. This where we come together. Thank you for allowing me this time. With that, I do pass. And thank you, Paula D. If you're just joining us, we are on page 50, um, reading that second paragraph in our personal stories. Would anyone else like to comment on this paragraph for approximately three minutes before we decide to move on? Sally? Elizabeth? Okay, I have Sally A and Elizabeth. And I need not get your name. Repeat that. One more time. Alexis H. Alexis, okay. Alexis H. Okay, anything else? You said I didn't get any names. Jan in Atlanta. Jan? Yes. Okay. I have Sally A, Elizabeth, Alexis H, Jan, anyone else? Okay. Good morning, Sally A. Good morning, Santa. It's Sally A in South Jersey. Good morning, a vision for you. 
I just want to pick up um, where those have left off because I think they've made some really good points here. In our personal stories, you will find a wide variation in the way each teller approaches and conceives of the power, which is greater than himself. And it goes on to speak of experience. Experience has taught us. And this is the thing. We're not here talking about our opinion. We're not here bringing different philosophies and different ideas and, and sharing from different books that we've read and bringing different uh, ideas that are just from our ideas. You know, we're not bringing our best reasoning skill anymore because it didn't work. Um, I'm reminded of page 29 where it says each individual in the personal stories describes in his own language from his own point of view the way he established his relationship with God. And so they're bringing their point of view, their experience, they're bringing their experience. And again, on page 24, Henry Ford once made a wise remark to the effect that experience is the thing of supreme value in life. That is true only if one is willing to turn the past to good account. We grow by our willingness to face and rectify errors and convert them into assets. And I could go on, but the important thing is that we're not here talking about our opinions and our best thinking. We're bringing our experience. Each and every one of us brings a different point of view, a different, a different experience. It's just like coming to an accident. That's really what it reminds me of. If anybody has ever seen a bad accident, you can see 18 people can be standing around and can share a different point of view because they have a different angle on how it happened, what happened. And that's what we're here to share. We're here to share our experience, our strength, and our hope because this works. And for each one of us, we have come to these pages. We have come to this, this method of getting well, these 12 steps, with our own perspective our own angle of seeing what happened and we bring our angle our our view of what happened and it's valuable it's very valuable you don't have to reinvent a wheel you can learn from those who have gone before you don't have to spend 29 years struggling in a wilderness like i did like i did instead you can you can listen and you can learn thanks for letting me share with that i pass and thank you, Sally A. And good morning, Elizabeth. And if you can share with us the initial to your last name, please. Yes, certainly. Can you hear me okay? I sure can. Okay. My name is Elizabeth D., and I am a compulsive overeater, recovered one day at a time in Massachusetts based on my spiritual fitness one day at a time. Um, I'm new to sharing in a, on a vision for you. I'm not new to the program. I'm very grateful for it. This paragraph, this whole chapter speaks to me. I, I've been in the rooms of Overuse Anonymous for going on 30 years, and I'm a slow learner when it comes to spiritual recovery. And yet I am a person who was um, and is deeply um, religious, um, had a conception of God from a very, very young age, um, at the Thanksgiving tables, I all, when I was little, I was always doing the grace. My father called me with uh, humor, but also with reverence and, and respect. He used to call me the spiritual advisor of the family. Um, I just have always had a God consciousness. 
However, when I came to the rooms, um, I was in and out of the food for many, many years because I was using Overeaters Anonymous basically as a diet uh, with group support. And um, I kind of, you know, I did the steps, I didn't do the steps. You know, in this chapter, we agnostics. I didn't even crack the book when it came to this chapter. Didn't even look at it. Well, I'm not an agnostic, so therefore I don't need that chapter. Fast forward, um, a lot of dismal failure and some success, you know, keeping weight off, putting it on, keeping it. I mean, just a long, circuitous route to age 57 when I'm finally on my knees and the student is ready for the teacher. And the teacher in my case, happened to be the voices from A Vision for You. Um, when I started to listen in and um, I started to really get a handle on my self-righteousness and my intolerance of understanding how broad and limitless my higher power, whom I choose to call God, is. Yes, my God my limitless God is there to help me deal with this food addiction problem. Thank you so much for a vision for you that I, where I finally can read this chapter and understand fully that I limited my God to everything except my food addiction problem. And now I revel in all the experiences that I'm reading um, and that I hear um, from other people and how, how absolutely unlimited all the stories are of people's relationship with their higher power. Mine is growing and changing and evolving, and, um, and I am open to all the ways that my higher power speaks to me today. And um, I am very, very grateful, and I'll pass. Thank you. And thank you, Elizabeth D. And good morning, Alexis H. Good morning. Can you hear me okay? I sure can. All right. My name is Alexis H. I'm a compulsive eater. And um, I guess the first thing that jumped out at me was um, that it says, you know, this is how each person approaches and conceives of a power which is greater than himself. Because uh, I didn't really gather that about the big book, that, that that was the whole, that's the point of the stories, is to say how we find our our relationship with higher power. Because um, whatever that is, and I think that still includes atheists and agnostics as well. But um, I don't know, that at some point that's what's going to keep me safe, is my relationship with my higher power. Uh, I also, I like that it uses the word approaches and conceives. Because a lot of time I thought that the stories, in the, <clears throat> excuse me, in the back of the book were about like each person's idea about their higher power, and um, it says here the way each teller approaches a higher power, and that has changed for me because my approach to having a higher power when I first started working on the food stuff was um, I had a lot of doubt. I just felt like some of the things that had gone on in my life, I, I had trouble believing in a higher power that loved me. And what my sponsor um, recommended that I do for a while was just act as if, just 
act, live my life as though I have a higher power in my life that loves me. And um, and slowly, my <clears throat> belief about higher power has changed as a result. I also like that it says, um, well, actually, this whole paragraph is great. We, whether we agree with a particular approach seems to make little or dif- little difference. And that these are questions for each individual to settle for himself. So there's been times where I like I would get really anxious about I don't have a clear conception of a higher power. Like how can I how can I turn over my life when I don't have a clear idea? And um, I found that it doesn't really matter. That as I keep working the steps and as my recovery kind of like broadens and deepens, my relationship with my higher power changes. And when I make mistakes, I grow spiritually and I learn more about my conception of a of a higher power in my life. And um, I don't know, like going and sitting in meetings and hearing other people share, I'll hear something, I'll think, oh, I like that. Maybe I can make that a part of my beliefs too. So I just think the most important thing for me is just then to stay open about my ideas about my higher power and to let it change as needed. So... I'm really glad to be here, and thank you all for listening. I'll pass. And thank you, Alexis H. And now we have Jan. If you would please include your initials to your last name, please. Good morning. Hi, I'm Jan S. from Atlanta. Um, good morning, everyone. This is my first time sharing on this meeting. I've been listening for a while now. Uh I really just wanted to share um, and introduce myself and explain a little bit about my story because the stories do mean so much to me. Um, I am, I need a sponsor. I'm trying to come back off of relapse. I've been in the program for years, many years. Uh, And, um, as far as spiritual recovery, um, you know, that was always the crux of what recovery that I did have. Uh, I even would rely on my surrender and my spirituality in steps one, two, and three to such a great degree that I, I often wouldn't even continue the other steps, putting my recovery at risk in the past, uh, and then sort of isolating myself and just making it a uh, a uh, recovery plan that was between myself and God, even though God put others in the program and calls it a we program, I wouldn't really fully use other people. And uh, so anyway, I just want to say that this meeting has really helped me to begin to... Uh, get abstinent even though it's not consistent yet and there's so much more work for me to do I just need to figure out how to get started and fit it into my schedule which is way too much right now with work and all but anyway thank you all for being here and thank you a vision to you I'll pass and thank you Jan S and thank you to everyone for staying within the three minutes and I just want to make sure, are there anybody else wanting to share in this paragraph? If not, we're going to move forward to the next one. Hi, it's Vivian M. 
Vivian Hello. M. Hello. Did you see that kid, Adam? You said Vivian Sarah M. Yes. Sarah G. And I heard Raquel. And Sarah G. Okay. Vivian M., Raquel, and then Sarah. Good morning, Vivian. Good morning, Santa. Thank you so much. It's good to hear you this morning. Thank you for your service. Um, yeah, boy, you know, it is just really, really makes me realize that there's no mistakes in God's world. I was struggling with exactly um, what this paragraph was uh, is, is saying to me uh, this morning. I was struggling with this yesterday. I was struggling because I, I was speaking to some people and our views about a higher power, this is, you know, we didn't disagree, we're different. Uh, uh, it probably didn't disagree for the other people, but it was disagreeing for me. And I was getting judgmental. I was getting intolerant. I wasn't expressing it. But afterwards, I felt such ill at ease about the fact that why don't we feel the same way? Why can't we just feel the same way? They shouldn't feel this way. What? And I just was off and running because that's my mind. That's what my mind does. And I, I to the point where I made a 10-step call around it and uh, couldn't even define what my problem was with it. I couldn't pinpoint it. I was struggling with my confusion. And I, I heard some really good, uh, you know, suggestions about what it might be, uh, but I still wasn't grasping what it was because I thought I was just a really tolerant person and I thought that I just accepted everyone and everyone's views and my views and we should just all live happily and it's okay. And and I wasn't feeling that and it was really scaring me and I didn't realize the fear that I had until I read this this morning and it was all about fear for me. And um, this one paragraph, this book was absolutely, in my opinion, divinely inspired because in one sentence here, whether we agree with a particular approach of conception seems to make little difference. Little difference. I I had to make a big difference for me yesterday. It was a big difference for me. Uh, May not have even been about that particularly, but for some reason that really triggered me. My experience of Taurus is these matters... um, these are matters about which, for our purpose, we need not be worried. Well, I'm, I have a long history of worrying. That was kind of like a, a hobby for me. I would worry about everything. Give me something to worry about, and I'll have a good day. You know, it wasn't a good day, but I thought it was. That's what I did. And when I realized that, here it says to me, we need not be worried. What I was seeing was intolerant, and the people I was speaking with were tolerant of my intolerance. Wow, that was big for me, because I really always thought I was the most tolerant person I understood. I could be there. I could be understanding and kind and loving, and I may appear to be that way, but down deep yesterday, that's not what I was feeling and I feel that way today because I finally got it's not my business. We all have our own journeys. I need not to Thank you. I believe that what this big book says is true for me, and this is where my recovery lies. So thank you so much for letting me share. I appreciate it. And thank you, Vivian. And good morning, Raquel from Israel. Raquel, can you hear me, Santa? Now I can. Good morning to you. Uh, hi, to unmute, and I'm going to put my timer on. 
and thank you very much for calling on me. I don't even know how I'm going to say what I have to say, but it's so encouraging to hear <laughs> um, that there's this wide variation in the way each process and conceived <coughs> excuse me, of the power, which is greater than himself. <coughs> so here I sit with seven years, three months, and 21 days of abstinence to such an extent, <coughs> excuse me, I don't know too many people in program who have to go to such extremes that I have to go in order to gain my abstinence and my emotional balance. And maybe my story is a little bit... I'll add one more variation to the story. <clears throat> As a Holocaust survivor, I think that the things I went through made me pull down a curtain between me and myself. So even this prayer that I say every day, asking my higher power, which I know is there because you're asking me, to, to help me remove the, the curtains that separate me from him, I still have curtains that separate me from me. When a child goes through things that they, can, they cannot digest, they cannot take in, just put the wall between you and and some feelings, and then it, it, it takes a long time, if ever, to remove them with therapy and with 36 years of program. But I'm not complaining about my progress because now, you know, just setting myself up here with a lot of NA meetings, AA meetings, and the wonderful vision for you, and hearing and listening to people, I can hold on to the coattail of other people who have experienced and experiencing their higher power in a stronger way than I am ready yet for, and um, and and have tremendous trust that some the, the bigger things will happen to me, you know, if I just stick with it. And I'm very grateful to you, sometimes to everybody on the line, while with me on this journey and I'm with you of respecting each other's differences and my worst day today is better than my best day ever and I'm very grateful for that and just write on and anybody who is new just stick around because it just happens slowly and many times when they say it happens slowly I add under my breath sometimes very slowly that it happens and I trust Thank you so much for being there for me, and I thank And thank you, Raquel. And the last person is here on this paragraph before moving on is Sarah G. Good morning. Can you hear me? I sure can. All right. Um, I always get a little confused with the Star One business, but anyway. Uh, I love this paragraph as well. My name is Sarah, compulsive reader, anorexic, and bulimic. And um, it just, it reminds me so much of uh, going back to day, almost day one uh, when I entered OA. And um, I thought that being bulimic, I was the only one. <laughs> I was the center of my own universe. 
And uh, I went with another OA person um, who had got me into into OA uh, to a meeting where the the personal story that was shared was shared by a bulimic, and that was so revealing and startling to me because I really did think I was the only one. The other thing that uh, that this paragraph reminds me of is when I share my own story. I say a prayer to God, and I ask uh, my higher power, whom I call God, to let me uh, reveal to the whoever's there the things that they need to have revealed. And um, one day, one time, I was telling my story, and at the end of it, a young woman came up to me, and she was um, overweight, and I, I'm um, even in my bulimia, I was pretty... Um, you know, normal size. And um, so she came up to me and she said, "Um, your story was interesting, but when you first started, I thought we had nothing in common. She was young, I was older, you know, just a lot of differences. But she said it was the um, part about your feelings, uh, your um, experience with the steps and how that helped you that helped, that that really spoke to me, and um, I am going to keep coming back. So I really appreciate that. I appreciate uh, all the stories I hear, and not only just full, full-blown full stories, but the pieces of stories that I hear in, in, my, in the meetings. Um, and I appreciate this meeting as well, and with that, I pass. Thank you. And thank you, Sarah G. Okay, we're going to move on. We're on page 50. I'm going to ask Larry Kay if you'll begin reading the third paragraph on one proposition. And if you will read two paragraphs ending on page 51 where it says, why one should have faith. Good morning, Larry. Good morning, Santa. Can you hear me okay? I sure can. Okay, yeah. I think I'm just going to read the one paragraph because we're limited on time here uh, because there's so much good stuff here. Um, so here we are. It's the uh, third paragraph on page 50. It says, on one proposition, however, these men and women are strikingly agreed. Every one of them has gained access to and believes in a power greater than himself. This power has in each case accomplished the miraculous, the humanly impossible. As a celebrated American statesman put it, let's take a look at the record, and we'll, we'll read tomorrow about more of that and the details there. You know, just to, um, uh, just to talk briefly uh, about this. First, you know, it talks about miraculous. For something to be miraculous, it occurs through divine intervention, you know, something supernatural, something manifested outside scientific understanding. And, you know, so, so we're learning that what, what, we'll need to, what we'll need to occur in order to recover from this, this illness, from this disease, is we must undergo a life-changing spiritual transformation, right? And while this wasn't exactly what I wanted to hear, I had to come to the realization that I was dealing with a fatal progressive illness. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, prior to, to, to AA, prior to the publishing of this book, most people with our affliction were eventually dying of this disease. So I've been provided with two alternatives, you know, if I'm a, a compulsive overeater, you know, I can pick up the food or I can pick up the steps leading to this, this spiritual transformation, this miraculous deal. There is no door number three, as we've 
as we've mentioned before. But not only is this spiritual transformation possible, it's guaranteed, provided I keep an open mind and take these steps as laid out in this book. And what's, what's miraculous, what's, how amazing, the newcomer can start this step recovery process without any specific beliefs, or for that matter, without any beliefs whatsoever. All we need is an open mind here. And, um, you know, and, and, and we're informed that we're going to take some actions which will lead us to this power source, to this higher power. And this higher power is going to guide me and my personality is going to change from a self-centered existence to a God-centered existence. And you know, I've heard it said, the real voyage of discovery consists not in seeking like new landscapes, but in having new eyes. So, you know, if I want this miraculous occurrence, which happened for me, I I wouldn't have believed it if it, if it didn't happen. You know, this divine intervention happened as the result of taking these steps and something miraculous happened to me, some change, some dramatic, significant change happened to me but it didn't happen as like a white light. I, like I said before, I, I've never heard trumpets or saw angels at a particular time. But over time, this change occurred. With that, I'll pass. Thanks. And smart move. Thank you for that, Larry. And we do, we do have time for at least two people to share on this. Chelsea Chelsea. Nancy R. Nancy R. Okay, there we go. Take it away, Chelsea H. Thank you, Santa, and thanks for your um, service today. I'm Chelsea H. I'm a recovered compulsive eater for today. And what really speaks to me is this line where it says, every one of them has gained access to and believes in a power greater than himself. And that really speaks to me on two fronts. As someone who, at this point in the work, it's telling me that these individuals have taken the steps And as a result of those steps, it does exactly what it says, and many times it's pointed out, and we've tapped that inner resource, that inner resource which presently they identify as their own conception of a power greater than themselves. So it's telling me that I need to do the work in order to have the experience that these individuals are talking about, how they went about um, getting in contact with the power greater than themselves or what they call it or don't call it or anything like that is of no consequence. Each person's journey is their own. I don't need to understand their journey. It's their journey. And the power greater than themselves is the one doing the work, not me. So it's a number of things happening here, and as somebody who guides someone through the process, I need to look and say also that I don't need to be telling someone how they need to experience the material. I just don't. It's saying here that this is between the higher power and the individual. So if I step in there trying to guide someone, telling them how they should experience it or how they should define it or all these other things, I'm back to playing God myself. And I saw that that didn't work for me. So this information also tells me um, from page 46 where it talked about these promises that we could have, and they were conditional promises. At the bottom of page 46, it talks about how we found that God does not make too hard terms with those who seek him. So we would be going on a search. And in the realm of the spirit was broad and roomy. 
And then it also talked about how making the approach, here's that word again, approach, it would be sufficient as long as we were able to get our own conception, no matter how inadequate it said, it was sufficient to make the approach and look here, affect contact with him. So there's a number of things happening here that gives me directions on how I'll proceed. And as somebody who is agnostic, this is great information because I don't have to do a lot of hand-wringing or spending time about whether I believe or don't believe. I can move forward with the work, have the experience, make the connection, and then I'll know for myself. So I'm really grateful. Thanks for letting me share. Pass. And thank you, Chelsea H. And our last share for today will be Nancy R. Good morning. Hi, good morning, Santa. Thank you for your service. And uh, I'm Nancy Ara, and I feel compelled to share on the, <clears throat> the this power has, in each case, accomplished the miraculous, the humanly impossible. Today, I stand. I can stand here today and shout out, "Yes, yes, yes!" The humanly impossible, a miracle. That's what I know has happened in my life. Um, the fact that they're not candy wrappers in my purse, in my car, uh, all around me, that that one fact alone is a miracle because it's something I long for, tried my heart, my best to do, never could accomplish it on my own. And the paragraph also shouts out the good news. Everybody has access to this, you know, like the previous share. Uh, all we have, but we have to work for it. We have to work for it. And today I'm so grateful that this program I found uh, over this anonymous. I'm doubly grateful that I was led to visions for you because things that I heard, things that I have listened to over the years in OA, I finally heard. And I, you know, today I too can shout out the good news that a miracle has happened in my life. Today I'm recovered. I'm, I, I, you know, I know me. I'm neither fighting nor hiding from the food. It, uh, it, it has been restored to its proper place in my life, and for that, that is nothing short of a miracle. Thank you for letting me share. And thank you, Nancy R. And thank you to everyone who shared this morning. Please join us for the second unrecorded hour of study following closing. We will now close with a reading from the Big Book on page 164 followed by the Serenity Prayer. Will Irene M. please read A Vision for You? Our book is meant to be suggestive only, please. Thank you, Santa. Good morning once again, my spiritual fellows. My name is Irene, and I'm a very grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater. Thank you, God. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we... Know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come. If your own house is in order, but obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got, see to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. 
Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you. Until then.